<laughs> yeah, there, there we go. So this is, again, this is the Aliens game. We are playing Destroy of Worlds, the not-so-new-now box set. A uh, full adventure where the Without a Net crew are playing colonial marines who are in the middle of a terrible calamity of galactic proportions. I am, of course, Oz. I am the HR Geiger counter for this uh, lovely set of encounters I have uh, placed upon the table for the crew. So, as recall, last time you were. Uh, front row seats, or rather, you were stadium seating because front row seats was really bad. To a invasion on Ariarchus Colony by the Union of Progressive Peoples, you have fought off androids, you have dodged soldiers, you have seen blood and guts and gore everywhere. And as you crested the hill, you saw a large shape in the clouds drop black stuff all over the colony. You have seen people mutated and die. You know the only way off the planet is through the space elevator. And you know that an EMP went off and has severed all electronic communications with the base. And so, as I recall, you are now in a quote-unquote safe place. You just fought off more combat androids from the UPP. There was also a bloodburster that was in the house you had taken refuge in. And there was a lot of interesting combat. So I believe that's where we start. Do we also want to comment real quickly that a facehugger got the hammer's computer and may sound differently? Uh, that is a fantastic point indeed. A facehugger did get to Private Hammer's computer, or more accurately, I believe it was an EMP that was detonated by the wily rascals at Wayland Utani. We build worlds. So, she will probably be sounding a little bit different, but the show must go on. All right. Um, I want to. The EMP, did that take out Chaplin? I can't remember. It knocked him down. He is active and moving, but he has no connection uh, along the data streams and Bluetooth wireless or whatever bullshit that uh, androids have in this uh, rusted future century. Okay, so because it's been a while since we recorded last, it is just the four of us and Chaplin left. That is correct. Okay. You did remind me that uh, Mason offered the... Emperor's Peace to Private Dante, who was infected with a chestburster. Only nobody else knows that, by the way, so y'all have to act surprised when you find out. I mean, would we really be surprised? Not really, but... Mason's a jerk. So is Zemajewski. I mean, that's what society has made me, so... Uh, yeah, sure, blame society. So, they both have their uses. Uh, they do indeed. So yes, I look through all of my handouts. I see a lot of red X's. Uh, the AWOL Marines are dead. Dante is dead. Things have happened. There are aliens that are dead. There are aliens that are alive. 
and the scene opens in a residential unit that stinks of blood and vomit and gunpowder and something else entirely unusual even on a backwater ice-ridden hellhole such as Ariarchus Colony. There is no more movement from outside. There are dead combat androids that litter the snow. The snow itself is stained black from the tar that was dropped from far above. And the squad is closer to reaching Starfort, Nebraska than they were, but it still seems like so very far away. Well, now that that's over, let's get back on course and get to the fort. Yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Can we get a hold of any of these vehicles in the area or something to keep us from going on foot? So, I will again remind you, there was an EMP that was set off. However, you all as Colonial Marines know that there are certain vehicles that are hardened against EMP bursts. And if they are not functional, they're easy to get functional. They have redundant systems. Uh, yes, there. Um, actually you're closer to yeah yeah you're you're off of wildcatter park now you're into the the things in between the park and fort nebraska so as i was saying you as marines know that you have vehicles that don't fly that would be able to drive do you know where they are maybe not but there's, there's one back at that insurgent's place The APC's back there, if you can get yeah. it unstuck. Yeah, but someone had to go get it stuck. No, we're not going to go backwards. We're going towards the fort. But if we went a little bit backwards, we could get a vehicle and go faster, much for much faster and safer. I don't want to go back to go forwards. Uh, Mace is going to pull out that little plastic figurine and just kind of start um, worrying it uh, between the index finger and uh, the thumb. All right. We don't know if we go back, if we can get it unstuck. We don't know if it's even still intact. We don't know if anybody's uh, uh, messed with it, if that stuff dropped from the sky is messed with it. We don't know if insurgents have taken it. So we could walk all the way back there and find out that there's nothing there to get into, which we just wasted time, or we can just keep moving forward towards the fort. Are we in the area of that bar that we were at before, or is that completely other places? So... As you can see on the map that I have provided to you, that there is some distance between where you're at and the bar. Uh, where you are currently placed, the quickest thing you can do is actually go to Fort Nebraska. I will also say that you as Marines are privy to the 
patrol schedule of the units that were outside of the fort at the time. And you know that there are at least three other APCs and two Ridgeway tanks in the colony proper and not in the fort. One of those tanks was definitely at the spaceport. The other one was on patrol. Hey, Iona, you want a tank? Hmm. Well, maybe. We are pretty close to the fort, though. I mean, this it's probably quicker to go on foot than try and find a vehicle. Gary Sergeant Mason is fairly content to let you do this as her player finishes up something that is very important. I, I apologize. I'm sorry. No so apologies. I only just agreed to go to the fort on foot. All right, good. Well, it looks like somebody's you know starting to come around and, and follow chain of command. How about the rest of you? You ready to go on foot and make our way to the fort? Well, I guess I'm outvoted because Hammer's just going to follow orders anyway. It's not a democracy. I'm noticing that. <laughs> good. Good. Let's move out then. Sir, yes, sir. And just fucking <laughs> lock and load, uh, pull back the bolt on my rifle and just, all right, fucking let's do this. Whatever. Nobody likes my ideas anyway. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. So the one thing that's easily noticeable as you step back out into the snow is that the sounds of civilization have gone silent. There's no sounds of birds, as few as there would be on this ice ball. No sounds of pets. Nothing skittering around, just silence. You can hear each other. You can hear your boots crunch in the snow. And that's really about it. As you travel from street to street, block to block, you see in intersections uh, petrified bodies on their knees, on the ground, uh, black tar almost all over them, unmoving, unbreathing. The smell is alien. Again, it's almost kind of metallic, but not that sharp metallic you'd, you'd think with blood, but something else entirely. And then there are pieces here and there where clothing and something that looks like flesh is left behind, but the skeleton, the musculature, all of that's gone somewhere else. And there are signs that something else is in the area large footprints that don't seem quite right. Occasionally, there's some sort of inhuman screech far off. But it really feels like it's just you against the world, or maybe the galaxy itself, as you're trying to make it towards the fort, where you can only hope that there is the sound of life. 
Hey, Zimmy, those uh, footprints are a little troubling. Do you want to uh, use your motion scanner and see if there's anything around? I pull out the piece of equipment and uh, give it a little tippy-tap. The motion tracker goes active. It makes the bleeps and the bloops and the pips and the taps. And there's a little bit of snow and fuzz on it as you shake it around as if it had just suffered a electromagnetic pulse. But it seems to have booted itself back up. Good old military spec equipment being nice and, and rough and hardy. And More likely that it didn't have any electronics because it's, you know, 60 years out of date. That is also a possibility. It's all the lead that they put in it. That's why it's so heavy. But you do see at the very edge of its range some slight movement. And it's very strange. It's almost as if it's moving like in this almost kind of drunk uh, route. And it's all within about 10 meters. And it just it moves slow. And it's just this small blip, and every time the pulse goes out, it moves a foot here, and then to the left, and then to the right. It seems like it's wandering aimlessly. But it's person-shaped or sized, not like a vehicle right. that is careening around. Correct. And this is... If it was a vehicle careening around, you'd be able to hear it. Uh, this is something that's just kind of moving around, a little smaller than normal person-sized, not moving quickly, very slowly. And we don't see it physically if it's only 10 meters away? No, I said at the very edge of its range. Oh, sorry. I thought you said 10 meters. My bad. God, no, no. Um, probably closer. I believe we said that it goes out to about 100 meters, 200 meters. Okay. So we have a unidentified uh, in front of us, correct? Correct. Yeah. All right. So weapons up, weapons ready. We're moving forward. We encounter anything. We end it. That's it. There's Always no ready, diplomacy. So. There's no. no talking, having conversations. It's weapons up and fire. Yes, sir. I'm starting to agree with you a little bit more and more. It's my lucky day. So to verify, you are going to walk towards the contact? Uh, if the contact is on the way to the fort, yes. If it's pass. in between us and the fort, yes. Okay, you will. it will pass about 20 to 25 meters to your right as you continue towards the fort. Then, yeah, we're going to keep walking towards the fort. We're just going to be ready in case this thing comes at us. But we are not going to go investigate it. We're going to remain on our course. That's what I would like to do. And just if it comes at us, fine. We'll deal with it. Well, Hammer will okay. deal with it. Or I'll Hammer will deal with it. <laughs> All right. Jump on it. Beat it up with its face. Barehanded. I'm Bare ready, handed. sir. Let Boom. me at it. Put me in, coach. <laughs> All right. So as you continue along your path, 
the contact's getting closer and closer. The size doesn't really change. And it's at about 40 to 45 meters that I will ask you to nominate somebody to make a roll for me. What's the roll? Uh, let me remember what that roll is. It's going to be observation and wits. Oh, I don't think I have the best observation, guys. I know yours I know is better I don't than have mine. The best wits. <laughs> I have four total, so I think it's you or it, I think it's I own or Zimbabwe whiskey. It's probably me. Okay. Uh. I know it's not me, because uh, remembering how to play this game, three wits. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> uh, three wits, two observation, and three stress. Oh, that reminds me. Oh, Geiger counter. Uh huh. Do I get to subtract one? Because it was deciding, it was a major decision. Do we go for the uh, vehicle or do we go for the fort? And that's why I worried my little figure man. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that would be a reduction. Let me make a note. Thank you. My whole purpose is just to kill everyone else and to keep my stress low. Okay, that has been updated. And I see that there are two successes, and so only one was required. And you will have an additional question that you may ask and that I will answer. Your questions are, is it coming for me? Are there more of them close by? And how do I get in, out, or past? I feel like under the situation, it needs to be, is it coming for me? <laughs> so as you continue closer, you can hear on the very edge of your hearing a voice, human, young. Adolescent, maybe not even adolescent. And it seems to be a young boy calling out for his father. You are very certain he was not becoming for you. Nobody would give you a child, after all. You are not. Wow. What? Uh, if I say come nothing. For him, you say nothing. I say nothing. And I. Uh, words. Um, I try to pick up the pace a little bit. I imagine Stanley was closer to the back, giving people who would not be looking mostly at a screen to uh, the better vantage points and the more forward points so that he could keep an eye on. Uh, so he could keep an eye on the blip on the motion tracker. So he's going to be like, you need to need to hurry up, guys. It's, it's not necessarily getting farther away, but let's pull a little distance. 
Agreed. Let's double time it. Okay. So the contact never gets any closer. And as it gets to its closest, as you go by about 20 to 25 meters out, the noise that Stanley heard kind of goes away. There's something else there. Like, it's kind of like almost like sobbing, maybe. And it fades away as you get to 30, 45, 50 meters out. I think in the spirit of the rules, I should make an empathy roll. Because, like, I need... That's going to kill the kid, but go ahead. So, like, <laughs> if you try to kill somebody in cold blood, you're supposed to fail an empathy roll. Mm -hmm. Correct. I feel like this is basically doing the exact same thing. Well, hey. Did I, everyone hear it, or just... Just, just, the, one, just the one normal, non-murder, crazy just people. Just bleeding heart. Um, one, bleeding is stress heart. involved in this roll or not? Uh, No. Stress is not involved in this role. Oh, good. Oh, ah, fuck. <laughs> that sobbing, it, it tugs at your heartstrings. Can you do me a favor and give me one more observation role? Don't, uh, don't add any stress to it. Observation and wits again? Yes, please. One. Oh, that and so as you stop and you're thinking to yourself, it's a kid. Kids crying, calling for dad. You take that step to turn and go in that direction. You're about to say something. And then it strikes you the sobbing that you're hearing doesn't usually involve bones cracking. And there's the distinct snap of bones. And then everyone can hear it. It's not a sob. It's an alien scream you've heard once before when you were raiding an insurgent compound looking for Wojak. It was the sound Wojak made when she turned into something alien. And it's currently 60 meters away and doesn't know where you are. I stopped dead in my tracks and mute the motion tracker and just slow turn over my shoulder to everybody else. What are you doing? Do you hear that? Let's go. Fuck boss contact. Let me at him. Nope. No. No. Shh. Where is it, Jim? How far away? Uh, he holds up five fingers, closes his hand, and holds up one finger and then points in the direction. All right. And Mason will make a movement just pointing towards the fort and just, just keep moving that way. Sneaky, sneaky. Mm -hmm. Sneaky, sneaky. And she'll begin moving, like walking, but trying to be as quiet as she can be. So it'll probably be at a slower pace. Until we mm -hmm. get more distance between us and it. Well, that's that's fine because you were still about fifty meters out. It's mm -hmm. it's got good hearing, but it's not that good. And the snow and the blizzard is is working in your favor, even though it's deathly cold out. 
your movements are muffled. And you've evaded yet another trap I set out for you. And I keep forgetting that in order to send an empathy trap, I have to have a party that shows empathy. And I don't. I succeeded on my empathy role. I was in the process of turning around. You're like, oh, by the way, the child's a monster. Because you guys took your time to go by and there's a time limit on, on how long it stays human. It's not like he's Abner, where we know, but don't do anything about it. <laughs> Save off. Save off. You could have had that child rush out towards us before it changed, but you chose to have it be far away. You could have put that chap right in front of us. It could have. That's no fun if you don't walk into it. No fun if you don't walk into it. Because then it's going to seem like I'm being a dick for the sake of being a dick. I'm being a dick for the sake of a good story. Okay. I say you can put that stuff right in front of our faces. You could be you could be the dick. I don't care. I probably could, but that all being said, you do hear something else from the direction of the fort. And it is something that everybody is intimately familiar with. It is the sound of gunfire. And it's quick. It's just, it's a quick burst. You'd expect it from maybe a sentry gun or somebody firing a full auto burst. Just prrap, And then the echo is swallowed by the snow. So whatever is going on at the fort, there is still signs of activity there. That means people, which is a good thing. Keep going. It was like rifle sound, not like mounted weapon sound, right? Um, this would have been something that was man portable, yes. It wasn't a big old Cthum from like a, a tank or like the, the plasma cannon on an APC. This was this was essentially pulse rifle fire. Cool. So So it sounds like popcorn. Yes. I wonder if that's what they actually use for the Foley work. Uh, not for a pulse rifle, no. That's got a different sound to it. Onwards. Yeah, contact. Let's go. How far away are we now from the fort? Since we can hear gunfire. Since you can hear it, I would say you're probably about half a kilometer away. Okay. It's been slow going for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Great. We're going to pick up the pace. Okay. Pace is going to pick up the pace. Pick up the pace. You got the, you got the motion tracker going. You got everybody on high ready. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Well. Uh, since you're gonna be you're gonna be moving, uh, go ahead and give me uh, stamina rolls. Stamina and anything else, or just straight stamina? Just straight stamina. Let's see how big. With stress. No, no stamina. Uh, stamina strength. Excuse me. My apologies. It is stamina plus strength. I found it. But with stress. No stress. No stress. Okay. All right. Two successes. 
Look at Hammer. Beast. Yes, indeed. Goodness. Okay. Well, so you're able to pick up the pace somewhat. Zimichewiski is not. He's he's weighed down with ammunition and his motion tracker, and he's kind of stumbling along because he's trying to focus on that motion tracker. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was weighed down with regret and guilt. That too. It <laughs> Doesn't matter. We'll keep going. It's Wait, all the lead in this one. thing. Mm-hmm. Because I'm assuming we're going to hit a wall at some point. The wall of the fort. Yes, you are indeed. So if a couple of us get to that first, we can just kind of take a, do a, a little, you know, check, recon, see what's happening while uh, Zimmage Whiskey is catching up. Fair. That's fair. That works. I can't keep the disdain, the straight disdain off of my face at this guy who just can't fucking keep up, bro. Well, it's a good thing you're wearing some cold weather gear, probably some goggles and a scarf, so I can't see your stupid face. Face is not stupid. My face is really cool. You guys are great. So you all know, having been at the fort before, that there is uh, a solid, like, open field between where the buildings end and then the perimeter wall begins. The perimeter wall itself is 15 meters tall. It is slanted concrete. It has sh shielded sentry guns. It has barbed wire. And it has a central gate from which you exited in order to go on your raid. And as you reach the edges of the buildings, you can see that the ground is littered with bodies. They're black. They're metallic. They're often very large. But thankfully, they're all dead. And a solid probably 90 meters, 100 meters away is the front wall. The perimeter wall and even from where you are at the edge of the, f of the fire field you can see that the sentry guns are operating should we wave down the sentries or because i don't think we can sneak in take out my radio and see if there's any chatter i can pick up Nothing. You don't even get the static. Like it is non-functional. Whatever communications arrays that were in the colony are down and gone. Tell me they knew the difference between us and these fucking tin cans, sir. I'm worried that they took over it. Well, let's at least do a little bit of a perimeter sweep. We can see if there's any damage to the building. If we see like an APC crashed into the door on the other side, then, you know, it kind of answers a lot of questions, doesn't it? 
We don't have anything like flares, do we? Or binoculars? I'm assuming my tactical cam is busted. If it had tactical a zoom. cams are busted, but if somebody wants a pair of binoculars, I am uh, fine with that. Just get, uh, what the fuck's his name? Get Chaplin to, to use the zoom function on his eyes. He can, if so ordered. So, yeah. Chaplin. Yeah. Ask him to do that. Okay. Chaplin will get to the edge of the fire field, and he will step past the edges of the buildings to kind of focus on the sentry guns and the walls. And he's there for less than a second before he jumps back beyond the boundary. And you hear the report of a sentry gun fire and bullets rip up the location where Chaplin was standing. He says, I don't see anyone on the wall. The sentry guns are on automatic and they don't seem to be recognizing friend from foe. Well, shit. All right, so we just have to find a way in that we can avoid that. Do we know of a way? All I can think of is finding dead bodies and throwing it until the sentry's out of ammo. Sentries do come with a preloaded amount of ammunition. So well, just we can to... take them out. You can fucking rip them up, sir. I've heard. I'd rather uh, go on. Sorry. No, keep going. I would rather not waste my ammo shooting at that when I don't know what we're going to encounter encounter once we're inside. So we're not going to just waste our ammo shooting at the sentry gun. We're going to try to get in and avoid being shot by it. Is there a sewer system around here? I would think below us. So it's not so much a sewer system, uh, because it's not subterranean. There is because this was originally a uh, an oil piping colony. It was a giant oil rig, basically. There are large pipes that moved fuel from the oil fields to the base, because the base was the stop off point, and so. Fort Nebraska turned into a giant fuel depot alongside the space elevator. And so waste was piped out by the same kind of piping, and the waste piping is far too small for you to get into. However, the oil piping is largely person-sized. On the other hand, there's oil in it. Turn to Iona because he is, uh, he knows about cars and stuff and mechanics. I assume this fits up in his alley. Do you think if the EMP shut down that the oil in the pipes not pulling over to some pipes in the distance would have flown back out or flowed back out of it? Or do you think it's still full of oil? 
Uh, it depends on the range of the uh, EMP and uh, where the pumps are for the oil. Because if they're out by the oil fields, I'd assume they're not affected. But if they're nearby, then they're likely out. Um, if we find a pipe, we could always just shoot a bullet through it and watch if it sprays out. Couldn't that also spark an explosion? Well, that's why we'll be far away when we shoot it. Fair. Do the pipes go in at ground level or do they go up and say, over the walls? Could we use them to kind of climb up and over or are they just dead end into it? Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, there are a lot of there is a lot of piping coming in, and it is not the uh, structured and efficient method that one would expect from an actual colony that is run by competent administrators. Uh, there are some that go over the wall. There are some that go through the wall. The wall was essentially poured around some of them, and as an additional piping came in from the oil fields, they just ran it over the wall itself. Although it would be a bit of a distance away to get on top of the piping from there. Like you'd have to go back um, probably. You'd have to start getting towards the hills up. So maybe half a click to a click before you could get to a point where you could get on top of the pipes. But you're also running the risk of getting blown off because, you know, wind and, and snow and also, you're still exposed to sentry gunfire. I pitched this idea to my temporary commanding officer, who I will be filing all kinds of complaint-based paperwork about as soon as I'm off this stupid fucking ice ball. All right. Mason will agree. Go ahead. Lead the way. He looks stunned, but readies up his gear, tightens some straps, and starts heading off. All right. So to, to make sure, for me and for the listeners, you are going to find a point on the pipes where you can see what's in them. I believe it's twofold. One, to see if they are full, to see if they are traversable. If they are not traversable, to find one we could perhaps get on top of and use it to get over the wall and hopefully avoid uh, direct opposition. Okay, that works. But won't we be shot at by the sentries if we go over the pipe? I mean, be shot at, shot at by the sentries here but we could go through the pipes. Uh, if they're not full of oil, yeah. Okay. Or like we could pump, let the oil pump out, right? See if it stops and then climb through the empty oilless pipes if it stops. They might have controls on them that are functioning. We'll see. Or you know, you could, or you could just fight the pipes. I know you're 
you're angering up for that. I mean, like, Hammer would totally, totally fight the pipes. Go hand in hand with the pipes. Mm -hmm. I will punch those pipes. I will punch those pipes. So, aside from the occasional burst from the sentry guns as you make your way towards the pipes and away from the kill zone that is set up, that is Fort Nebraska, uh, you will start hearing through the, the blizzard as the wind calms, you hear the crackle of something that might be fire. You do smell the smoke, and it does have a synthetic quality to it as if plastic or something was burning the motion tracker itself doesn't show any movement but as you get closer you see the yellow glow of fire through the through the, the gloom and the haze and the snow and there is uh, it's not a colonial marine dropship it's not a cheyenne that that you used on the assault this is a uh it, it's a an enemy dropship it's looks like one of the ones you basically shot down the cockpit uh area is sealed still but you can see that the pilots inside are dead you see the 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 glass is spidered cracked and it looks like they died on impact uh it's half buried in a building and there is a somewhat intense fire that at least is keeping things warm as you know the the building nearby is is slowly being engulfed in flame um if i could get observation plus wits rolls from everyone from everyone uh oh You're fine. Everything's fine. I just pictured the dog in the burning house when you say that. Um, what is my stress? Your stress is... Two. Thank you. Roll me 1d6, please. You want me to get it? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Please. Perfect, thank you. Okay, so I have a zero, I have one, I have two. I have one. Cool. So as you're as you're looking around at everything, you see that the dropship itself is sealed. As in Nothing's gotten into it. Nothing's broken out of it. It looks like it could be a safe place to rest real quick. There is one other thing that most people notice is that the piping that you've been following has a junction here. And the dropship has damaged the pipes. They've been split open in certain places. And you can see that what's coming out of the pipe is not oil, but it's silt. 
It has the color of oil, but it is a solid, almost like sand. Maybe the uh, there's some flares in there that we could probably maybe try and signal the fort. I mean, it's a burning dropship. You're welcome to, to take a look inside, but I have this feeling that given our luck, it's about to explode at any moment. <laughs> Good point. Geiger counter will note that just to counter Stanley Zimaji Whiskey's normally cynical attitude. The dropship itself is at very little risk of burning. It's just that the buildings it crashed through are. Fuck that. Iona, you can fly that shit, right? It looks it looks salvageable, right? Uh, well, eh, I don't have training in it in that type type of vehicle and there's i'm not the best mechanic I mean, it's worth a shot but it was shot down so i wouldn't put much hope in it i mean the canopy's fine even if we just get like the landing gear running and then just drive it around taxi style Could you just make it fly? It could be the distraction that we need. Good point. I'll uh, I'll see what I can do. And Iona will head towards the dropship. Uh, gun pointed at the cockpit, just in case they move. It doesn't look like anyone has, but uh, better be safe. Sure. So as you get closer to this, you will see that it has a sealed cockpit and then it has the main cargo slash troop transport area behind it. Um, the crocodile gunship dropship, excuse me, is normally can seat four, maybe five people inside the cockpit area, and then it carries basically like two whole squads in the back. Where the two whole squads would be, you do see the smattering of, of enemy gear here and there. You don't see any bodies. You think maybe they probably dropped before the bombs did. And that the cockpit itself is still sealed, and the dropship does have some kind of power. There's some sparking here and there from exposed wiring. Uh, there is a access panel that looks like the front panel has fallen off, exposing more wiring. It looks like it would be used to open the door to access the cockpit itself. Whether or not it is functional or fixable would require a heavy machinery roll. Is there like a med bay? Like, is there medicine someplace that I could steal? Uh, there might be something in the cockpit. All right. Yeah, taking a closer look, this is beyond anything I can fix. Um, but uh, 
Chaplain, uh, you good at fixing anything? That's a good question. Let's take a look. Ah. It so happens he has some small ability in that area. And a uh, aircraft is an aircraft. A spacecraft is a spacecraft. So uh, at the very least, he could check and see if he could get something running. Yes. All right. Uh, we should probably uh, look for anything on the dropship before we start any fixing in case it does weird movement. So sure. we check the cockpit for any anything that might be useful um, and any gear. You know, if they share ammo, we could probably use it top up an idea Let's see if they have some radios we can find out what they were up to or something i'm looking for drugs first see hammers already enthusiastically going through their stuff <laughs> definitely so as you get the cockpit door open, you will see that this dropship had two pilots. Both are dead. Uh, it seems that there is no black shit inside. There is uh, there is a small med kit. It looks like they had a couple of pistols, maybe some emergency gas masks. Lore question. Do uh, do synths wear gas masks and stuff? Synths typically do not wear gas masks as they are not affected by aerosol vectors. However, something that's very fine like sand, things like that, they would be wearing a mask for in order to keep it from getting into their innards and gumming up the works. Okay, so it's not like this was a... Uh... It's not like this was a dropship full of people. They would still probably be carrying synths and stuff. It's just different reasons, same piece of gear. Sure. But yeah, no, get the... Uh, throw a gas mask on my belt. Find what I can find and, you know, everybody up to it. Okay, sure. Yeah, it smells like borscht, but it's uh, there's a solid gas mask. There's one for everybody. Looks like it would last a little bit longer than an emergency mask will. Hammer does find a syringe. It's uh, in Cyrillic. It's got three exclamation points on it. It seems like a likely candidate for the stuff you like. Fucking sweet, bro. I'm going to use it right now. It's fine. This is fine. All right, uh, I will reduce one of your stress. It's so much better. Hammer, is this really the right time to get high or whatever those are? No, it helps me focus. It definitely helps me focus. I can pay attention to the things that I need to pay attention to. And right now, the thing that I need to pay attention to is getting in that... Uh, and so that we can get out of fucking here we gotta we gotta definitely definitely get out of here so you gotta send this thing like up in the sky 
okay? Like, it, it can be the distraction. Then we can jump over the fucking fence, and then, like, we can get there, and we can get to the to the elevator, and we'll be fine. Got it? Yeah. I just look at Mason. Fuck yeah. All right, I'm ready. Sir, ready for orders. Private, how about you um, just keep watch. Make sure nothing sneaks up on us. We're going to finish uh, searching in here, okay? Sir, yes, sir. Just, like, point the way. I got it. I'll fucking watch it. Comforting. Wait for, yeah, wait for Hammer to kind of step away, I guess. Look at the other two. What? What do you mean, what? Why are you looking at me? Dude just shot up a bunch of drugs in the middle of a shithole that we're trying to not die in. Yeah, um, noted. Bigger things to worry about right now than uh, a, a private's, you know, addiction issue. I looked at Iona like, really? I mean, Hammer hopped up on whatever that is. Might start shooting us. Like the smallest thing. I've seen people on... Well, I don't know what that is, but I've seen people on crazy stuff and... Jeez. They can be real twitchy. I don't think we have to worry about Hammer. I always worry about Hammer. <laughs> We're fine. Do we have everything we need? Have we salvaged everything? Iona, can you get this thing moving? No. Yes, Chaplin. Chaplin's going to have to fix it up a bit before I can try. Well, fortunately, it's not going to fly very far, but we can probably get it airborne. It looks like the crash is mostly centered on the landing gear and the rear cargo bay. It'll get a little a little iffy, but if we can get the main systems rebooted and it looks like that won't be too difficult, it would take you know maybe about an hour, but we could get it airborne enough that if you're listening to what Private Hammer said, we could probably get it in the sky for something to shoot at. All right, so do we think it's worth this, the time to spend the hour here? I mean, we can at least use the rest, right? Get out of the elements. Get out of the elements. All right. And we can yeah. have... Should we investigate the pipe at all? See if we can uh, take that route while Chaplin's doing his thing? Sure. Why don't you and Hammer go do that? <sighs> yes, sir. Iona walks over to Hammer. Hey, Hammer, new orders. We're checking out the pipes. Yeah, not a problem. I'll fucking check out the pipes. I think we got them. They were a little crushed, but like I can check them from be beyond there. That's not a problem. Uh, yeah, uh, sure, let's go. So, Iona and Hammer, you'll see that this pipe 
in particular is large enough to easily hold a human being. It looks like this is the main pipeline that leads from the oil fields and the refinery directly to the fort. It looks like it passes through the wall. And the interior looks like it is like not filled to the brim, but this is got this black silt that's probably about knee to mid-thigh deep, as if there was oil flowing through these pipelines and it got turned to dirt. Well, this is promising. I mean, I can wade through it. You tell me, how far do you want me to go? I got you. Take a, go in 10 meters and then yell back if anything surprising. I have those uh, lights and stuff, right? So I flip all my lights on. Sure. And march in 10 meters. So the, the silt kicks up as you wade through it. makes your eyes water. It uh, feels kind of scratchy on the back of the throat. It doesn't feel like something you really want to breathe in. But nothing is popping up and screeching at you. Nothing looks like it's going to try and, and like puke on your head or rip your head clean off. So small victories. Everything's fine here, sir. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's dusty in there. Um, you want to put on your mask? And I'll get the others and let them know. Do you want me to hold here with my mask on? Uh, yeah. Listen out for anything. Keep your ears yes, open. Sir. And uh, Iona will head back to the... Uh, Carrier dropship? A dropship, sure. Hey um guys, the pipes, they're uh they've turned to dust, the insides. It's no longer oil. We can walk through. Uh hammer's there now. I told her told him to keep watch. Think that would be better? Let's head uh, through the pipes to get inside then. At least get us out of this cold. I mean, you, you check the pipes out, right? Yeah, hammer's in them right now. Okay, okay. Just, uh, it's dusty, so put your masks on. Okay. So I guess, yeah, we'll move out, head toward uh, the pipes. Okay, so you're not going to take time to rest inside the dropship or anything like that? Just going to uh, go? Apparently we, not anymore. Okay. Well, we had a, we were going to take an hour. So is, as this conversation goes down, it's like, we were going to... What happened to an hour? We we're trying to get this distraction flying again. Yeah, but if we can make it in through the pipes, we can just walk. The hour it takes us to walk through the pipes... 
will be in the fort as opposed to sitting out here spending an hour hoping we can get this up and running. There's no guarantee Chapman will have it running. And it should take less than an hour to walk the, what, two, three hundred meters to go through these pipes? Sure. We'll we'll stick to the plan, I guess. Okie doke. So yeah, you've got probably a solid 300, 350 meters to go before you're through the pipe and into the base, specifically the oil storage tanks. Are you cutting oh. this in half? The this? No. I was oh, going. Okay. Right. Once you guys get inside the base okay. and out of the tanks, is when we will cut it. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Sorry. You're fine. Well, we're inside. <laughs> we uh, should have thought this through. Iona uh, will take a look around and see if there's a hatch or something. Well, there's. One other thing that happens here, I should point out. The alien you didn't see that's now going to eat our faces. Uh, let's see. My face for much There's four of you. That's four weapons. Uh, yeah, that's what we'll do. There's five of us. Chaplain's still a person. Yes, which is why I rolled for him separately. Oh, good. So you trudge through this pipe. This silt, it gets everywhere. Like, it feels grimy against the skin, uh, even though you're wearing gas masks and, and breathing gear. There's still that, that taste on your tongue of, like, brake dust. And Chaplin's even trying to take care not to to stamp up a bunch of this dust and it looks like he's taking it a lot slower than the rest of you are mason and iona there is so much silt that your weapons are no longer functional it would require about five minutes of work and a heavy machinery roll to make them active again otherwise you are considered unarmed Every single weapon, the incinerator, the grenade launcher, everything. Everything on that rifle. Personal weapon or personal pistol. That's that's all right. That's okay. that's. Everything. All right. If I got something working, I'm okay. I'm cool. So my pistol's working as well. Yes, but your main weapons are down. Should have got some baggies. Do you think we should take a break or no? I mean, if we take the break in the pipe and we clean the weapons and get them functional, we're going to walk again and that's, they're just going to end up non-functioning again, right? Because of all the, the silt. That's true. All so right. let's just keep walking. That's what I think. 
I agree. Okie doke. So as noted, I did say that you were going to be let out in the fuel storage tanks in the base. So I will now move you to the new map. Everybody should now see the Fort Nebraska map, except for everybody listening to this. Oh. <laughs> and you are in here. I will also keep in mind that this entire map is something that you already know as you are Marines from the space. So you are let out into a large fuel storage tank. The pipe terminates, and you can see that there is a uh, there's a walkway where the pipe lets out. Like it might take a little bit of of doing to get over there, like a small jump maybe. But there is a walkway that leads to a ladder that gets out. There is silt everywhere. It is a giant tank of it. And the walkway itself, it, it's covered in it. It looks gritty. It almost looks like it's been kind of slowly eating away at the, at the, the metal of it itself. You don't know how long that walkway is going to last before you can get to the access hatch on top of the fuel tank and get out. If only I had 150 meters of rope. <laughs> if only. Well, I mean, the there should be chains or something inside the hangar that's just on the other side here. Wouldn't there? Or at the very least, hoses. So, who's ever lightest go across to try and not break things. Stanley looks around, hating the idea that he is probably the lightest. Probably. Give me one second. I have been asked a question, and I'm going to answer it. Oh, that's not good. Not that map. Uh, I was providing a map to Cookie because Cookie is, of course, uh, fighting a chestburster. What? What? Technology hates me. It's true. Okay. So the catwalk itself, the walkway, would just take a 
probably a bit of a jump and then grab on in order to get over. And once the first person is over, they should be able to help everybody else to get on board. Oh, okay. You're not, I mean, uh, you're, you're not going to have to jump 150 meters in order to get something mm -hmm. off the droids. This is specifically so people are able to kind of do the inspections for, uh, call it uh, structural integrity. And it's the same thing with the pipeline. It's This is the way for people to get through and do an interior inspection of the pipeline. So it doesn't like blow up and shit. That's fair. We can do one of those uh, cheerleading pyramids, boost Zimage whiskey up. I feel like I'm a beast if we're doing a cheerleader <laughs> pyramid. <laughs> I'm not one of those flyers on <laughs> the bottom. But yeah, we get him up there first. <coughs> okay. Uh, yes, go ahead and give me a mobility roll, which is mobility plus agility. And um, you're you're being given help, so I'll go ahead and say you get two extra dice for it. It is kind of stressful, though. Yeah, can't imagine what could go horribly wrong. Uh, no, I know. Uh, fortunately, Zimichi Whiskey is able to be assisted across and get onto the catwalk without a problem with three successes and no issues with stress. Good job, Stanley. Uh, Stanley climbs up there, loops one arm over, and like has his elbow and he's hanging as he starts to make sure that the doorway can actually open, and we can actually get out of this shithole. Yeah, it looks intact. Um, the it doesn't have power, but it looks like this is a fail safe and not a fail deadly, so the door is otherwise unlocked. So it will open and let you out into the fort. Cool. I will open the door, but before I stick my head out, I will make sure to check my motion tracker to make sure that uh, nothing has gone horribly wrong and is about to eat my face. The motion tracker reports back that there is no movement. I will reluctantly say it looks clear and then begin to climb out. So as Zimaju Whiskey gets on top of the fuel storage tank, he sees that he is inside the perimeter wall and inside the base itself. The grounds are barren and desolate. They are littered with frozen bodies and wreckage. 
There's black smoke that billows from impact craters everywhere. You can see that the entire west wing of the base, as well as the southern bastion, or the southwest bastion, have collapsed. There's no movement, there's no sound. There's no APCs, no dropships, no vehicles, except for three overturned ATVs that look intact, but otherwise have just been cast aside like so much paper. Does it look like there was an explosion or because these things are big things, what would have what would have caused this? So there are enough impact craters that it looks like um, the base was the direct recipient of an orbital strike. They, that would make technical sense. Right, it, it would. Uh, you can see the large railguns that are uh, orbit, anti-orbital weaponry are non-functioning. You see that anything that normally would have power does not. Uh, it looks like you see some some wrecked vehicles that are both Cheyenne dropships and those UPP crocodile dropships that you took a, a brief nap in, like a two-second nap. So it looks like, to your untrained eye, that the UPP hit it with an orbital strike, immediately sent dropships, and then a massive fighting broke out everywhere. You can see that there is a group of bodies that is, uh, there's there's black uniforms, there's colonial uniforms, like it looked like it got so bad they went hand to hand. You can see that there's something sticking out of the ground in, in the middle of all of those bodies. But whoever you thought was alive here probably isn't. Because even though there's no movement on that motion tracker, the hairs on the back of your neck are telling you that something is here and it's stalking you. And I think we will call this here. Christmas.